Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning. World, and thank you for tuning in. Let's go ahead and continue our series on Back to the Basics by reading Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. Remember, as we've been talking about, we have seven stones because I added one, the cornerstone of Jesus Christ found in 1 Peter 2, 6, a very important foundation truth or elementary principle or foundation stone. And then we have repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And if you've been listening, you've heard about our teaching on the cornerstone and repentance from dead works and faith toward God. And we're now currently talking about the doctrine of baptisms. Notice how it's plural. That's because there's more than one. And I teach that there are four New Testament baptisms, the first being the baptism of repentance taught by or spoken of by John the Baptist. Then there's the baptism into the body. Then there's the baptism in water. And finally, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You see, I believe The baptism of repentance brings you to Christ, and the baptism into the body joins you with Christ, and the baptism in water shows you that you are in Christ, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit fills you with Christ. Oh my goodness, with His Spirit. It's a wonderful teaching. We've learned a lot so far. I'm excited about continuing in the baptism of water today. Remember, Matthew 28, 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yep, water baptism is an awesome service, a sacred service to show what's happened in your heart. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. You see, baptism in water is an outward expression of an inward heart change. It represents how our old man died with Christ, we were buried, and now we have risen as new creatures in Christ, and we've been born again. Water baptism is a sacred ceremony celebrating and declaring who we are in Christ. It's a celebration and a declaration much like the celebration of communion 
although it's a one-time event. We're not saved through water baptism. It is a sacred service showing our salvation from sin through faith in Christ. So think of it this way. Going into the water represents for us that our old man has died, and it represents for Jesus that he died. And when we're under the water, it represents that our old man has been buried, just as Jesus was buried. And then coming out of the water represents that we are new creatures in Christ, just as Jesus rose from the dead, and we've inherited eternal life in his name. I have several questions I'd like to cover about the doctrine of water baptism. First question I'd like to mention is, what is the old man and what is the new creature? Well, the old man wanted to serve the devil, but the new creature wants to serve God. The old man has died and been buried, but the new creature is born again. The old man was going to hell, but the new creature is going to heaven. Why should we be water baptized? I know three good reasons. One is to show others, invite them to the service, and let them watch you express as an object lesson in a service what's happened to you in your heart. So it's to show others what has happened in your heart, that Jesus is your Lord, that your sins are washed away, that you're a new creature in Christ. It's also to show yourself that you're serious with God, that you're forgiven, that you have eternal life, that you're going to serve Jesus and not the devil. And then finally, to show Jesus that you love him, that you serve him, that you obey him, that you thank him, that you praise him, and that you worship him. Here's a few questions. One, does water baptism wash away our sins? Well, no. Our sins are washed away when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts and be our Lord. That's the second baptism after the baptism of repentance. If you'll remember, it's the baptism into the body of Christ. When we call on him to be our Lord and we are saved, we become a part of the body of Christ. We are implanted into the body of Christ. Do we get saved by being water baptized? No, we get saved by asking Jesus to become our Lord. That's very simple. It's the second baptism the baptism into the bodies where we get saved. Do you have to be water baptized to go to heaven? Well, not necessarily, but if you want to obey the Lord, then we need to be water baptized because he directed it. If he thinks it's important, we should think it's important. Another question, can you be water baptized before you get saved? Well, you could do it, but it doesn't have any value. You must make Jesus the Lord of your life first and then the water baptism is an expression of something that's already happened in your heart. It's an outward expression. Again, a sacred service showing you and others who you are in Christ. Should we be water baptized twice? Well, no. Jesus told us to be water baptized only one time. Why do I ask that question? Because many people say they were water baptized when they were young and they didn't really understand it. I say, well, if they were saved at that time, they don't have to be water baptized again. But if they weren't saved at that time, then they should go ahead and be water baptized now after they're saved because it actually has value of showing what's already happened in their heart. What should we do if we sin after we get saved? Some people feel we need to be water baptized again. But I don't believe that. Jesus only tells us to be water baptized once. So my answer to that, or the question, what if I sin after I get saved, is to repent and ask the Lord to forgive you. You do not need to be baptized again. One last question I'd like to cover is, what do I pray in order to be saved? Remember, the baptism of repentance brings us to Christ 
and the baptism into the body joins us with Christ. And so how do we get saved? So what do we pray? Well, the Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you remember what Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And thirdly, in verse 13, for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's two things that are taking place, something in your heart and something in your mouth. The first thing that's happening is that you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. The second thing you're doing is calling upon him with your mouth to become your Lord and Savior. I have a good prayer that I can lead you in. If you've never prayed a prayer like this, go ahead. Even if you did, join in. And this is what some people would call the prayer of salvation. There's no real prayer of salvation written in the Bible, but because we know out of Ephesians it says that Jesus wants to live in our heart, that's a good prayer to ask him to come into our heart. So pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sins, and you rose from the dead. I call on you now and ask you to become my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of all my sins and give me eternal life. Now, Jesus, I thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. So with my mouth, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer and meant it, then according to the scripture, if you believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, that you are saved. It says you will be saved, not might be saved, not could be saved, but you will be saved. Let's read it again, Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, Satan is a believer. He, he believes Jesus is the Son of God. He believes he was born of the Virgin Mary. He believes he healed the sick and set the captives free. He believed that Jesus died for the sins of the world on the cross. He also believes that Jesus rose from the dead. But he's never called upon Jesus to be his Lord. He's never repented. He's never had a sorrow in his heart which brought him to repentance to receive Jesus as his Lord. As a matter of fact, he never wants to make Jesus his Lord. He's not sorry for his sins, and he won't ever call upon the name of the Lord. As a matter of fact, he doesn't want Jesus to be his Lord. If you remember, he wants to be like God himself. He wants to be our Lord. But Jesus is our Lord. So I'm so glad that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. One of the reasons Christ wants us to be water baptized is to be bold and declare our faith in public. Listen to what Romans 1.16 says. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. You see, in the Bible times, when the Jews were getting saved, to be water baptized in public was a bold statement. To many of the Jews who were saved and water baptized, they were kicked out of their families. They were rejected and despised. If you knew you were going to be refused by your family, would you tell them about your faith? Would you stand up that you're now a Christian and you've made Jesus the Lord of your life? That's what water baptism is about. 
It's a declaration of who you are in Christ. And you're excited and you're proud about it. It's a great witness tool to use. Invite all your friends to your water baptism service and let them know that you've made a change and you've given a heart commitment of your love for God in everything that you say, in everything that you believe, and in everything that you do. So let's review the four baptisms again. First, the baptism of repentance, which brings you to Jesus. Then the baptism into the body, which joins you with Jesus. And then the baptism in water, which shows you that you're in Christ. And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which fills you with the Spirit of Christ. Have you been water baptized since you've been saved? Remember, the baptism in water is an outward expression of an inward heart change. It represents how our old man died with Christ, we were buried, and now we have risen as new creatures in Christ, and we have been born again. We are saved. We're Bible-believing Christians. Well, that's all the time we have today, so I look forward to being with you in my next netcast. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue in establishing our foundation with Jesus Christ as our cornerstone. I'm so glad to know that you're saved. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.